Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. So many people want to be entrepreneurs, but before you take that leap of faith, you got to hear this. Here's the thing. Most times when you start a business, you are the only one wearing all the hats. Yes. But that doesn't mean that's where you stay. All of us can be entrepreneurs because entrepreneurship starts mentally first. Yes. I failed a lot. I just wasn't tired of failing. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a fear of getting back up. I didn't have a fear of people saying things about me not doing well mm -hmm. because I knew that I had a passion. I knew that I had a skill set. I knew that there was somebody out there that needed to be impacted. Now, before we hop into today's show, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Now let's jump into the video. Bougie, welcome back. Thank you. Yo, um, I, I brought you back to the show because you've been on my show two times, and every time you come on, you say something that goes viral, you know? Great. I mean, I think the first thing you went viral for was uh, you were talking about how you employ your your daughter. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, to this day, it's been like, what, four years since you've done that for, I show? I think so. Yeah. yeah. And it's been circulating. It has at least, I, I promise you, you know, like, at least 50 million views. I believe that. Throughout or, everywhere. Yeah. it's more. I know it's more than that. Some of them I've seen like 20 million. It's been cool. So Absolutely. Employ so, y'all's kids, please. Employ them. Employ them. Uh, but how has that process gone since employing your daughter? Mm -hmm. You are a, an entrepreneur woman out here in these streets, in the beautiful streets of Atlanta. Yes. Um, I, I'm curious. Let's start there since you've taught that to us. Um, how has the process been going with your daughter? How, how is it going? Is she saving a lot of money? Is she investing? Are you? What are you teaching your daughter right now? Absolutely. So all three of my daughters, okay. they have different tasks that they do within my business. Okay. My seven-year-old, she is a natural public speaker. She mm -hmm. wants to now branch off and have her own thing where she's doing that to motivate and inspire kids. Dope. Anytime I speak, I don't know how she ends up on stage. I don't know where security is that's letting this happen, but yeah. she gets on stage and she has words that I don't know where they come from. Love it. But um, so with her, I have her doing some coaching sessions with me, um, with my middle child. She's the one who definitely helps like packaging products. Mm -hmm. My oldest, she's in charge of like social media marketing. Oh, social media marketing. Mm -hmm. So she's helping you with your social media accounts. Absolutely. And you still have, it's her, and I think you said like a VA too as well, as well, right? I actually have an executive assistant now. Oh, it feels excuse good to say. me. <laughs> So no longer have a virtual assistant, you have an executive assistant. Look at the elevation that the Lord has done. And it's someone who went through my program years ago. Oh, changed so her whole lifestyle. She came back local. and said, I want to help impact other women the way that you've done it. And so wow. she came on and she's just amazing. Shout that out is, to Alex. I that love is, you, girl. That is so good. Welcome to the team, Shawty. Um, so here's the next question I want to talk about. Practically, how do you do the employ your child the correct legal way, mm -hmm. uh, because I think sometimes when people hear this, you're, you and I weren't the first person to talk about it. I've seen some other TikTok videos on there, and they really don't really break it down correctly. It's a bunch of fluff, and it's a bunch of stuff that's not properly explained. I'm so glad you asked that, because when that video circulated, there were people like, oh, I'm going to pay my child to do chores. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. Mm -mm. 
in order to, in, in the context of this, we were talking about a custodial Roth IRA for your children, mm -hmm. right? And so the route that I went was hiring my kids to work within my business. Mm -hmm. So I was writing them checks to do certain tasks. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to do this, the number one thing is they have to have a source of earned income. Mm -hmm. And when people heard that, they were like, oh, I'll pay them to do chores. Mm -mm. You cannot do that. You have to give them a specific task and it can be any age. Mm -hmm. So even if you have a newborn, maybe you have products that you're releasing mm -hmm. and you put them in the product shoots. So now they're a paid model. So you can mm -hmm. issue them a check saying that you pay them for this particular service. Mm -hmm. Now, the main thing that people have to do is make sure they're going with their state laws and make sure that um, you are paying them according to fair wage. Correct. And so if you're going to do that, y'all, please Get with, you know, your CPA, get your yes. accountant and check your state laws and make sure that you're doing according to what's legal with your particular state. Absolutely. And I think one of the key things, too, is what you're saying, which I think a lot of people don't really understand is that um, let's say, for example, you have your daughter, your daughter, say, let's say, for example, your daughter is 13 mm -hmm. and she is tall like her mama, mama, mama tall. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and she's modeling. You can't just put her on the model field. You need to actually write an actual job description just in case of your business is Swiss audit because of that pay. Mm -hmm. It is an actual needed role within inside of your company. Absolutely. It is legally, morally, and ethically correct for the asset of your business. Mm -hmm. You just can't say, hey, my daughter did this and it wasn't really an asset or needed for the business mm -hmm. and now it's income. Uh, if you are audited, and I have to be honest with you, Especially black business owners, we are audited more than our counterparts in the white community. Mm -hmm. And so I teach everyone everything that you said and just add on there specifically write out a job description. Everyone who's a W-2 employee for me mm -hmm. has a full-blown KRA in a job description. Mm -hmm. And so will my child. So that way, if I am audited, I am covered as a company. Now you legally get to have that money for your son or your daughter working and you pay them correctly, W-2 income. And that's where a lot of people get confused. And, Absolutely. You know, it's like they just give them, OK, I'm going to give you $10,000. Well, if they're an employee, you can pay them as a contractor. But then now there is there there are some different circumstances around that. So you really got to get with a CPA to do define that. Please do. Y'all just please stop running with stuff y'all hear on social media and be like, I'm going to do this. And then now you get caught up. Go through it the morally correct way, the ethical way and get your ducks in a row and get the money for your kids. And then you can take that money, choose to reinvest it into something that's going to benefit them in the long run. It's absolutely amazing. I love the custodial Roth IRA. Right? Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, something else that I'm doing with my nephews is we uh, created a 529 plan for them. Mm -hmm. So when they do do like chores or nice things, right, mm -hmm. I don't really give them birthday gifts. I don't really give them money. I put money inside of of their 529 plan. That's good. And that's another option that you could really consider too, uh, because now you're getting the same, getting the same returns, about eight to 10% return a year. Mm -hmm. And then from there, now the good thing I like about that is an IRA, that's, that's retirement. Mm -hmm. 529, they can take it out 18 for anything going towards education. Right. I think my only drawback with 529, mm -hmm. to be Talk transparent, to is that if you don't use it for education-related mm -hmm. expenses, then now you're being penalized. Yep. Whereas with a custodial Roth IRA, you can take out the contributions penalty-free. Absolutely. Right? And so that's what I like. Like, if, if my child, she turns 18 and she decides she wants to go use it as a down payment on a home, mm -hmm. she has the flexibility to do that. Um and with the way that the education system is going, we're just not sure what our children will decide to. If they want to take on a trade or if they Agreed. want to go to college. So I definitely think um, in any regard of you investing into your child, it should be diversified. Yeah. Right. Do not totally. put all your eggs in one basket. So five to nines can definitely be beneficial and anybody can give to it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Anybody can give to it. And let's say you go to a trade. 
you can take out a 529. Mm-hmm. If they go to tech school, you can't go to that. If they go to a boot camp, if they need to buy a car for educational purposes and you can legally and ethically and morally justify that, mm-hmm. um, you may want to talk to your CPA. The last law that I saw you could, and I think that might have changed. So you may want to talk to your CPA and find that out. But I do know anything for the educational experience in 529, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. So recently I completed my full estate plan and I'll be real with you, while it was an emotional journey, I can now sleep better knowing my family and loved ones will be taken care of. But did you know that according to a recent study, 60% of African-American adults have life insurance, yet many of those policies may not provide enough coverage to fully protect families in the event of unexpected death. The gap in coverage is a significant concern for black communities as it can lead to financial hardship and jeopardize generational wealth building. And we definitely can't afford that within our particular community. Now more than ever, it's crucial for African-Americans to prioritize life insurance and estate planning. By doing so, you can ensure that your loved ones are well taken care of in the event of your passing covering funeral and burial costs, paying off debts and mortgages, and providing income to help them build true and lasting wealth. So I am asking you, please do not leave your family's financial security to chance. I want you to get life insurance today with my friends over at Ethos by visiting anthonyoneillcom forward slash life insurance for a free quote or by clicking the link in today's show notes. I want you to protect your family's future and give yourself a peace of mind knowing that you have life insurance today. Hey, let's get back to today's show. <clears throat> so let's, 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 let's go here. You've been an entrepreneur for how long? People think I've only been an entrepreneur since becoming the bougie banker, okay. but I've been success failure, success failure for a long time, mm-hmm. since 2013, actually. 2013? Yeah. So that's 10 years. I know. How do you feel? I'm curious. I feel at peace in another level that I've never felt within business. Talk to me. Why do you say that? Because the experiences I've had before, so 2013, I gave birth to my oldest, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Money was very tight. Mm -hmm. I wanted to work, but we just didn't have the finances to send her to daycare. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? I have this degree. I'm sitting at home. Love this. But I still want to grow. I still want to do other things. Mm-hmm. So since we couldn't afford for her to go to the daycare, I decided to work there. Mm. $7.25 an hour I was making with a degree. Wow. Right? And I started paying attention to what everybody was doing. And I was like, I can figure this out. This doesn't seem difficult. Mm-hmm. So I started to inquire, take notes. I started to take my CDA certification class on Saturdays. I went from working there to watching kids on the weekends to then watching them during the week to now having a full-time in-home daycare. Okay. It was phenomenal. Um, quickly learned that I also did not like watching other people's children and then going home to my own, especially when they were young. Mm. <laughs> I was tired. <laughs> but um, there were a lot of learning experiences that I need to take on as a new entrepreneur, mm. right? And so once that experience didn't work out for one way or another, the life happened. Um, after my youngest was born, I leveraged the skill sets from having an in-home daycare. Okay. And I opened the first women's only gym with childcare in my city in Covington, Georgia. Wow. Um, 
money management skills were not there, but I, your girl could work. Wow. Okay, I could wow. put in the work. Wow. And, you know, I gave birth to my youngest. Women were like, how did you snatch back so quick? Mm -hmm. And I told them, you know, I'm a, I was a college athlete. Mm -hmm. So the workouts, play? I played at Virginia Union University. Basketball? Mm -hmm, and track and volleyball. I can see it. That's where the height is. Yeah. Okay. I went on a D2 scholarship because of basketball and track, but I got tired of running cross country. So I did volleyball <laughs> instead. I got you. But, um... Anywho, I did that, and this was where I really feel like I started to gain my understanding of what it was like to be a business owner. Yeah. And so I had a 1,700-square-foot building. I had seven employees. Everything was great mm -hmm. as regards to I'm working, I'm paying, I'm getting my money up. Um, unfortunately, I didn't have the money management skills to understand weathering hard storms. Weathering hard storms for, as far as in when life hits, when business is not doing well, mm -hmm. while you were doing well, you weren't managing the money well to no. prepare for the season of when business hits a low. Well, what happened was I got into a car accident. Okay. T-boned and neck brace for six months, about 16 spinal injections. I was not financially prepared for something like that to happen. So your business was not prepared for business without you? No, not at all. And your business was built solely 100% around you? Yeah, I had people who did classes, but I was the main income earner yeah. of the facility. And so, you know, when you're young, you're thinking, I can put all this energy out there and I can work and work and work and work and build my business. But in that moment, I learned that I had to, if I ever did this again, I had to figure out a way in which my business could run without me. Mm. And at that point, you know, mind you, this is like, I tried this, this didn't work. I tried this, this didn't work. So I gave up on entrepreneurship when that happened. Mm -hmm. And I was like, maybe it's just best that I just get a job and just work. And it's fine. You know, benefits, okay, I'm cool. Mm. That financial process is what started all of this bougie banker stuff. You know, you say something right there that I think, it's going to go over people's head. Okay. One of the things I love about my friend and my mentor, Dave Ramsey, was about, I would say about 15 years ago, I want to estimate. I don't know when he got this, mm -hmm. this thought in his head. I'm pretty sure he was thinking about it for a while, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm not pretty sure, but I don't know when he came up with this idea. But he came up with the idea of like, you know, the company was based around Dave Ramsey. Mm -hmm. Then he said, well, what happens if something happens to me? Will all 1,000 of my employees like have to get new jobs because everything was built around me. Mm -hmm. So he started coming to the philosophy of adding personalities. Personality means that, hey, they will help carry the weight of the company when he does transition, retire, or move on. Mm -hmm. And it's like, isn't that funny? I'm, I'm coming from the spiritual world, the black world. Most pastors do not think about life after them. Mm -hmm. And you said, hey, man, I built this entire company off of me, and I really don't think it was a money management part and correct me if I'm wrong, because this is your story. This no, is your journey. Yeah. It really wasn't a lack of money management. That probably played a role, but you weren't really strategic. And I think a lot of us in entrepreneurial space are not strategic about building a company mm -hmm. that doesn't need me 100% to survive. Yeah. Right? And so it was like, even within my company, I make sure that, hey, we have a, a full savings account, for one. And then two, now I'm coming up with different strategies on how to incorporate stuff. So like, let's say if something happened to me, I get, and I can't record for two months, 
My team can still eat. They can still move on. We haven't fully gotten there yet, but it's a strategy you're putting on together. Why do you think we do not think past us and we only think us, 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 and that's it? I, in my situation, yeah. I was in survival mode. I didn't have a savings account. Ooh. I didn't. That's what I, I did not have money management skills. Ooh. I started the business off of necessity because I have children. You know, I'm in this family structure, and it was based off of what can I do that can still provide income to my living environment without conflicting with my spouse at the time. Mm. And mm. so then I had to get creative and say, well, if I can't go and clock in somewhere, then I need to create a business structure. And so when I had my learning experiences from having the in-home daycare, I noticed I have time freedom here because I can figure out what I can do with my time and the time that I want to have to, to allocate to it. And then when I had my gym, I was like, I can schedule these classes during these times. I can be home with my kids when I need to be home with my kids. Yep. So for me, it was almost a necessity to start my own business. Yep. And I didn't have the know-how. I didn't have the know-how at that time to say, you need to be putting money aside for this. You can have insurance if something happens to you mm -hmm. so that you can still pay everything. I didn't have that knowledge at all. Mm -hmm. So when life happened, it hit so hard that we went from having, you know, two income earner household with two income earner bills to a one. one. Yes, a one income earner household with two income earner bills living paycheck to paycheck, significantly struggling. Like we would feed the kids and look at each other and be like, hey, did you eat? Yeah, I ate. Did you? Mm -hmm. I'm 5'9", I weigh like 190, right? At the time, I probably weighed around 145, 150. I'm a little thick. She like 6'2", with him. I'm not. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was a very rough time. So in that moment, that's when I denounced entrepreneurship. I was like, it's not for me. Mm. But I learned something that I think many other people also experience. What's that? When you fail or when you feel like you failed in entrepreneurship, if it's truly for you, that passion doesn't go away. You mm -hmm. just kinda you just kinda pat it down, like, all right, mm -hmm. this this isn't for me. But you might find yourself daydreaming at work. You might find yourself waking up in the middle of the night having post-it notes, you might of, of ideas, you might find yourself always uh, conversing with others about these great big ideas that you may have, but because now you're afraid because it didn't work out the first time, now you're not doing it. Mm -hmm. But for me, once I got in that situation and I realized that something had to change, that's when that inner work started. When I started working two and three jobs, I was working security overnight at FedEx. Mm -hmm. I was working front desk at hotels. I was selling life insurance. Mm. I would have sold you Wave Nouveau, No Way products if somebody gave it to me. Like mm -hmm. I needed to get my money back up. And um, at that point, that's when the relationship changed. That's when I started focusing on saving, investing, personal development. So when I lost my job as a banker, because eventually I got a full-time job as mm -hmm. a banker, when I lost my job, all of the skill sets that I had from those failures, which were really learning lessons, I implemented them into this business. And that's when people are like, you got successful so fast. Did I? Hmm. I didn't. I failed a lot. Mm -hmm. I just wasn't tired of failing mm -hmm. and I didn't have a fear of getting back up and I didn't have a fear of people saying things about me not doing well mm -hmm. because I knew that I had a passion I knew that I had a skill set I knew that there was somebody out there that needed to be impacted and it just so happened that I found my lane within the finance industry so good so good one of the things I want to ask you in the 10 years of you being a, a full-time entrepreneur mm -hmm. Um, what is, what do you think is the greatest 
mistake every person makes when it comes to entrepreneurship. And I want to talk specifically to our age bracket of people. So Mm -hmm. not the older ones, but the people who are in their 20s and 30s right now. Mm -hmm. And when they see you, they see you all over Instagram going viral, teaching courses, making good money. They Mm -hmm. see me going viral, building a team, building a big old business, see all the other people, and they're ready to jump out there. What do you think is probably probably the greatest mistake? I got one. I want to see what yours is. Comparison. Okay, you say comparison, mm-hmm. all right? Comparison. And when you say comparison, what do you mean? I feel like we're so ingrained into social media now. It's almost it's just a part of us, right? And so people may say, I want to start this business or I want to be like X, Y, and Z. And now you're comparing all your energy, time, and effort to somebody else thinking that, <clears throat> the reason why you're not successful is because you don't have their secrets or their keys. Mm. You don't know what they went through mm. to get to where they are. Mm. You're looking, and people say this all the time, you're looking at their chapter 12 and mm-hmm. comparing it to your chapter 2. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you have people out here with these rented Maseratis or Lambos and out here um, getting these Toro cars trying to look like they have this lifestyle they did, don't have. Mm-hmm. And now you're comparing yourself to an image that's on social media. Mm. And so now you feel like this is too far out of reach or you feel like now you need to fake it till you make it, but now you can't hold up to the image that you're putting out there so your business doesn't go anywhere. Ooh, comparison will kill. I totally agree with that. Mm. I like that. Come on, Boosie. <laughs> Come on, Boosie. <laughs> Life is full of ups and downs, and when you're at your best, you feel unstoppable, ready to conquer anything that comes your way. However, there are times when life challenges can be overwhelming, making it difficult to be the best version of yourself. You see, that's where therapy can make a significant difference. By working with a licensed therapist, you can uncover the tools and insights needed to empower yourself and navigate life obstacles with confidence. If you're considering therapy, BetterHelp is an excellent choice. With this convenient, flexible, and affordable online platform, you can connect with a licensed therapist who understands your specific needs. Simply complete a brief questionnaire and you'll be matched with a professional tailored to your requirements. Plus, you can change your therapist at any time without any additional cost. Invest into your mental health. Invest into your mental well-being and take the first step towards a more fulfilling life. Right now, you can receive a 10% off your first month by visiting anthonyoneal.com forward slash therapy. Again, that is anthonyoneal.com forward slash therapy. Begin your journey to self-empowerment today. And together, let's get back to the show. I think one of the greatest... One of. It's not the... I may, I may, yeah, I'm going to say it. I think this may be the greatest mistake, top three, Mm -hmm. that young and new entrepreneurs do not do and do not understand before becoming an entrepreneur. Steve, yours is, I love yours. Definitely in the top three of comparison. The thief of all joy. Because it's like comparison will make you think you're ready for something that you're honestly not ready for. At all. And I think this one of the, another one in the top three would be is people are not using their gifts, their talents, and their skills to help somebody else's grow. Mm-hmm. 110%.
is like they 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 say, oh, these these are my gifts, these are my skills, these are my talents. Let me keep it for me mm-hmm. and build myself. But you haven't even exercised the gift yeah. to help somebody else's dream vision come to pass. Because I think that God has given us gifts. He's given me talents. Yeah. But the only way I can fully know how to exercise it is by exercising it. Right. I could never know how to ride a bicycle if my dad didn't put me on training wheels. Mm-hmm. I, I could never know how to really talk about money if I didn't serve Dave Ramsey. Mm-hmm. I could never know how to really execute the text and understand the difference between reading the word and seeing what's missing rather than just seeing the word and reading only there if I didn't sit up on these Rudolph McKissick Jr. at Bethel to really learn and really serve a vision. I wouldn't know how to build a company if I didn't help this church build, that business build. Mm-hmm. But if I never built something or never helped somebody else build something, when I get out here and I make a mistake, that mistake is going to be more crucial because I don't know how to get back up. Yeah. And that's one thing I think in entrepreneurship that I think you've you've learned so good is because you went out there, you build. I wouldn't say you failed. You made some mistakes. You quit. You worked a job. You helped somebody else build. Now you're out here and you haven't looked back since then. Mm-mm. And you're doing well. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Six two, doing well. Can you stop? I'm five. You guys, I'm like five eight. You're six two with them heels on, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but I to, to add to that though, I also think that another thing that holds us back is we are actively exercising a specific skill set mm-hmm. for free and not identifying it as a business. Mm, talk to so, me. What you mean? You know, you might have that person that you're calling all the time. This is your go-to person that you go to when you have something going on in your life. And yeah. they're providing comfort or counsel yeah, to yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, yes, yeah, no problem. That's what I love to do. I got you. Now, if they would have said, this is a skill set. I need to get a certification in this. Now I need to establish a consulting business on this. Now your passion has now become a source of income. Mm. And I feel like what people do is we look on social media and they're like, oh, if I just get this thing running in the background, then I'll be cool. You have no emotional attachment to this. So it's difficult for you to stay consistent in it. But if you are staying, if you have something that you're emotionally attached to, you know that you love it, you know that you would do it for free regardless, nine times out of 10, that's your God-given gift that you're not stepping out on faith in to actually turn into a source of income. And what's happening by default is you're no longer impacting the amount of people that you actually may be called to impact. Mm, I was looking for something on my phone. You were saying something that just made me go back to my notes that I wrote down before. That was so good right there. You see, 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 I hope y'all listening to this show today. Because I told Bougie, I said, yo, I want to give some practical tips. Yes. And talk about things that other people won't talk about. And I think in the entrepreneurship world, and sometimes I find myself doing this, mm-hmm. only talking about the highlight. Yo, I just bought the Bentley. Yo, I just did this. Yo, I just did this. But then I'm like, wait a minute. They don't know the hell sometimes I've been through. They don't know the mistakes that I've made to even get to this point mm-hmm. to where I can pay for a cash. But we think if we only highlight this, it, it motivates them and it does motivate them, but we need to tell them the truth of the process. Yeah, it's hard. I was just telling my boy, one of my good friends, Jamal Miller, you met him. Uh, me and him have a group together that we're really, we really felt called to do really, we call it the 818 Mastermind, but we also had this big thing called, we really want to help people turn their wisdom into wealth, right? I love that. And we want to help the Christian body um, really take everything that God's given them into wealth. Mm-hmm. I remember calling him one day when I first started my journey. Jamal has been one of the guys who's been on my journey for, been a part of my journey for a while. And I said, bro, I called him one day because I woke up one day 
uh, he told me, hey, man, you need to do an email list. Yeah. I was like, all right, cool, great. I'm going to get an email list. Amy Porterfield, good friend of mine, called me on my own show. Anthony, you don't have an email list? I was like, no. In the middle of my own show, Bougie, she was like, bro, you need to get an email list. Email list is better than Instagram. Yeah. Email list is better than TikTok followers. Email list, that's money. It's ownership. Right. She was like, so, so, so you know, when Instagram shut down for two days, all y'all was panicking, I made $18,000 that day just from sending out an email. Mm-hmm. Instagram is down. You need to read this. That was a title of her email to over 200,000 people, and she made 18 grand in one hour. I said, what? <laughs> So I'm out here, I'm building emails. Everyone tell me, build emails, build emails. Entrepreneurship, everyone's giving me the highlight. Yeah. Not one person, not Jamal, not Amy, not one person told me, hey, listen, getting emails is great, but you you better have a plan because keeping emails is expensive. Yes. I woke up about three months ago. And I, you know, I'm a budgeter, so I know where all my money is going. I check mm-hmm. my budget and check my bank account every single morning. We we we, we promote. Oh, I got a hundred thousand emails. Well, how much is that costing you? What's the strategy behind those yeah. emails? And I think in the entrepreneurship space, which is why I love what you're doing, is not only are you teaching entrepreneurship, but you're giving them a strategy with it. Absolutely. And a lot of people don't know that I do that. Like I go on live, and every time I'm on live, I'm doing many workshops. Mm-hmm. So on my page, I'm talking about investment and budget and stuff like that. But y'all, every everybody has a God-given gift. <clears throat> yes. Identifying what that God-given gift is and stepping out on it to make an additional stream of income. Because in 2023, the math is not mathing with inflation and recession and post-pandemic and mm. everything that's going on. So most people do need an additional source of income. Yes. That could look like a side hustle. That could look like you starting your own business. Yes. And with some practical steps that I can give you guys, if you have identified that you have a specific skill set and you want to start your own business through that. I'm going to walk you through the process of how to do this with zero dollars out of pocket. Mm, Talk to us. Because, uh, (laughs) all right, when you're broke, you figure it out. And I was broke for a long time, so I got creative. So this is what you do. You can hop on Canva. Canva is free, right? Mm -hmm. Um, First thing I recommend you do is you go to Google Docs because Google Docs is free. Write out whatever document it is that you're trying to create a digital product off of. Mm -hmm. Um, I know a lot of people are leveraging ChatGPT right now, but honestly, ChatGPT does not always give correct information. And also, ChatGPT doesn't know what you know. So Mm -hmm. if you have a specific skill set, write it down on Google Docs. Take that information, go over to Canva. If you don't have the the funds to head over to Fiverr and have somebody uh, edit it up and make it pretty for you, find a template, switch out the information with the information that you typed in. Now you're going to download that. You can put that information over on PayHip, for example. PayHip is a website where you can upload your documents on there for free. They don't take anything off the front end. There's no monthly subscription or anything like that with their free uh, membership. What they do is they take it off of the sales. So they'll have a small percentage that they take off when you have a transaction go through. <coughs> uh, now you've created a product for free. Now you've uploaded it for free to be able to sell. So pause. Let's do this. All right. Let's talk about this. All right. So let's say we have a single mother of five. Yeah. And she's like, yo, uh, I want to help mothers, new mothers mm-hmm. on this new mother journey. Mm-hmm. And she has a catalog of information mm-hmm. of like, hey, how to get the kids maybe to sleep. Maybe how to get the kids to stop crying, or maybe how to lose that 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 mother weight afterwards. So you're saying, hey, go to Google Docs and just write all this stuff down. You can even talk it. Like, I'm not the best writer. Okay, but me too. I can turn on my mic on Google Docs and just speak. And then you can, and then what you can do is you can select all on everything that you put, copy that, take to ChatGPT and say, write grammatically correct. Yes. And then hit paste, and then it will correct it for now you. Now you're talking. Yes. Boy, 
Got. Yes. Got. Got. So here's the thing. You mentioned an email list, right? <clears throat> and email lists are expensive, no doubt. To but maintain it. To yeah. maintain. Mm-hmm. When you are uh, initially building your brand and your business and you're gathering those emails, yep. you can go to MailChimp and get up to 2,000 email subscribers for free. Yep. Now, if you're just starting out, 2,000 email subscribers may sound huge. You might not even have 2,000 followers. Right. So you can start there. And as you build it, if you choose to move that email list elsewhere, you can export it. And then now you can put it on a different platform where you can pay the monthly. I just gave you guys free email subscriber mm-hmm. Um platform and gave you guys how to upload a digital product for free, how to create the digital product for free. Now, how do you market it for free? You get your beautiful self on social media Mm -hmm. and you provide value. Yes. Everybody wants to give lifestyle for what? Mm -hmm. I can't help you showing you my lifestyle, but what I can help you doing is by giving you practical steps that's going to help you in the lane that you need help. Right. So if you're a mother of five and you want to help other single mothers out there with different steps, tell them, this is how I prepare a meal for my five children at a cost-friendly, um, cost-friendly budget or whatever. This is how I um, pack my kids and get them prepared for the week. This is, you know, lay it out for them and let them know what they can do so that they can look at you and say, wow, this is a resource. This is value. I want to follow this person. Mm. And then, oh, sorry, Mm. last part. Then give them the call to action. The call to action within that is comment and I will send you my X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And then that is your product. Mm -hmm. And if you're building an email list, it needs to be some sort of free resource that you give them so that you can send them to a landing page, which you can get on Wix for free. Yeah, yeah. And send them to that landing page, grab their email. The email connects to the MailChimp. Send them the free resource. Now you can email them on the back end and send them the products they can purchase from PayHip, which you uploaded for free. You know, this is why I have her at the table. (laughs) Because one of the things that I'm really, really big on right now is teaching people how to build their own table. Yeah. And how to take a seat at the head of their table. Absolutely. Because oftentimes we go to work every single day, work Monday through Friday. We give all the people these hard labor and we give everyone else a fruit of our labor. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone, the majority of us need to have an eight to five job. I need nine to five workers on my team. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, I tell them like, hey, you're not going to make as much money inside of the Neatness Network as me because I own it. Mm -hmm. So when you go home and you have your free time, what are you building for yourself, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, all of my guys, I tell them like, hey, I, I want you to win. I want you to eat. Mm-hmm. What you see I'm having, you can have as well. And we all work together and we do this thing, right? And I think what you just said is so good. What, which goes back to what me and my boy Jamal Miller are doing, what wisdom do you have that can turn into wealth? Absolutely. And I think no matter what your career is, let's just say you're a single mother of kids, like what can I do? What well, That's a lot. You know how to... You know how to love your kids in a way that other people need help with. Mm-hmm. Um, what if you're a single father? And that's something that we don't really talk about a lot. And then it needs to be discussed. It needs to be discussed. Like, brothers, if you are a um, <clears throat> if you are a father and you have custody of your kids, there are a lot of fathers out there that do not get credit, that do not get loved, that do not get honored with that. Uh, one, offside, I, I, yo, much love to you. You know what I'm saying? I think we have to start honoring not just fathers who are raising their kids, but good fathers. Absolutely. Because I think oftentimes these these lame dads who are not uh, fathers overshadow the good fathers, mm-hmm. you know, and and I just I just want to give you all that love. I don't know where that came from, but I just wanted to honor you today as a matter of fact, mothers. Um, can we drop it in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube? If you're dropping this on podcasts, can y'all come over to YouTube, drop some love in there for our fathers, 
black, white, Hispanic, you name it, uh, fathers who are just good fathers, Absolutely. right? And good fathers, let me say the two ladies. Oh, I don't know why I'm going here. Spirit just gave it to me. <laughs> good fathers doesn't mean he like you. It doesn't mean that. Come on. He don't have to like you. He got to respect you. You know what I'm saying? And you ain't got to like him. A good father is, is he loving your kids? Is he there for your kids? Is he, is he helping you provide for your kids? Is he a father? Not is he a good boyfriend or a good husband to you is or ex-husband? You know what I'm saying? active in the kids' yeah. lives? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't have that issue because I don't have any kids, but I be hearing my brothers. I be seeing them, man. They they be crying when they around me. Like, yo, bro, I just want to see my kids. And mm. like, yo, bro, I just, I miss my kid. Mm. But the mama giving me a headache. And I'm not saying all mothers are doing that because I know I'm going to get it in the comments. Oh, my God, Anthony, you don't know. I wish, I wish. No, it needs to be talked about. It really it does. does. Because you, we see it all the time on social media. Yes, there are mothers out here getting it. But I've seen the same token where there are single fathers who are out here. What's going on, family? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Now, before we get into today's show, I want to talk about something that's very important to me. You see, growing up, seeing folks who looked like me on TV, hearing them on the radio or reading their words, it showed me we could own our own narratives. It's more than just seeing black faces. It's about hearing our truths. You see, legends like Oprah and icons like Tyler Perry, they weren't just entertaining. They were mirrors of our resilience, our joy, and our struggles. That's why NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths hits totally different. It's a whole vibe of celebration, capturing every shade of our experience. Imagine diving into the tales that speak to our soul, from the laughter and love to the real talk about what shapes us, from legends in the game to stories about our everyday heroes. This collection has no bounds. You see, recently I got to tune into an episode and let me keep it real with you. It's like sitting down with my family. The host, the stories, it's all about us and it's for us. It's real, it's raw, it's relevant, and it's uplifting. Showing every facet of being black in today's world. It's time to level up our playlist. After today's show, dive into Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR. Wherever you get your podcasts, Let's keep making sure our stories are told by us for us. Now, let's get to today's show. What's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Have you ever wanted to uh, get into a new culture? Or are you even thinking about taking a trip and you really want to know what people are saying around you? Or maybe you're like me and you want to learn something new. I remember how hard it was to learn a language in school because the textbooks, it wasn't enough for me. Well, let me introduce you to my new friends over at Rosetta Stone. It's a top choice for learning languages and has been for over 30 years. Now you can use it right on your computer or on your phone. It's more than just trusting and remembering words. It's about getting deep into the language, being able to speak, listen, and even think differently. You see, Rosetta Stone has 25 languages from Spanish to French to even Japanese and a whole lot more. They even have this cool speech recognition called True Accent that helps you say things right. And there's a special deal just for you. A lifetime membership to all 25 languages for 50% off. So don't wait. Now's the perfect time to start learning a new language. My listeners can get this awesome deal for a limited time. Just go to rosettastone.com slash today. Start unlocking languages and traveling with no worries by going to rosettastone.com slash today. Let's forget about all these language barriers and let's get into today's show. What's going on, family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI 
and the potential risk that it brings. Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. And, and the mother <clears throat> may have passed away. She may have decided she didn't want to be in the child's life. Mm -hmm. And they show up and they're doing everything just as well as, you know, what we consider what single mothers do. And I have a soft, I have a soft spot for fathers. We're going to get back on the topic. I don't know why the guy sent me here. Because maybe someone, someone watching the show, listening to the show, and you're a single father or you're a single mother and you're giving your father uh, some, some headaches. I mean, your, your child's father some headaches. I, I'm asking you to stop. And I have a soft spot in my heart because my biological father, and I can say this in a respectful way to where it doesn't make my mom look bad, but my mom did my, my biological father wrong. Uh, she was young when she did it. My mom is the best mother ever, uh, but she did she did my father wrong. Mm -hmm. My father still stepped up and was a man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He he still stepped up and was a father to me. You know, mm -hmm. and and to this day, I'm his only child. But then when my other siblings are around, man, he loves them. Yeah, you know, and he honors them. Um, he cares about them, right? And and I'm like, that's the kind of father that. I want to be, but those fathers are not often celebrated. A father's presence is the present, and it needs to be acknowledged, just as well as a mother's presence is the present. You are a mother. That is what your role is. Live in that, love that, be that. Be that. But don't take that away from the father. Don't do that. No. Hate me if y'all want to. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I'm all, I mean, I'm, I know I'm going to see it in the comments. Thank God Michelle's in the comments, not me, because I'll be I'll be ready to cuss people out. When that, every, every Mother's Day, no, every Father's Day that I see that. Yeah. I, I I see people saying, I see kids acknowledging mothers on Father's Day. I do not see fathers acknowledging fathers or kids acknowledging fathers on Mother's Day. I just don't see it. Okay, let me get off the subject. <laughs> I don't know how we got there. I don't know how we got there. But, but you know something else that irritates me? What? Hyper masculinity and hyper femininity. Oh. Those things irritate me because you have your opinion on, oh, this is what a man should do. Da, da, da. And then the men has an opinion on, this is what a woman should do. And then you hop on social media and now you have this curated content that feeds into your perspective. So now you feel like you have this justified chip on your shoulder as to why, how you feel is justified when all you're doing is watching content that feeds into your thought process. Just mm -hmm. like hypermasculinity watches content that feeds into their thought process. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes the people who are watching the hyper 
uh, masculinity, hyper femininity stuff yeah. are some of the most broken people. Yeah. And so if y'all would please just hop off of social media, find a therapist, okay? Do some inner work. Let's find some balance between the two because at Lord the end of the Jesus. day, we need each other. Mm. So all that to say, before we got off on acknowledging good I know, progress, I don't know how we got there. <laughs> the reason why how we got there is because I think that that's just another space. Like what if you are a father? There are some great opportunities for you to make father content that, you know, you can go out there and to generate a, a free ebook to gather some emails um, mm -hmm. or a $5 ebook to produce some income. Um, no matter what it is, I mean, think about it. Everything that you're going through in life, if you are strategic with it, you can turn that into a tool that produces income. But, but, but before you produce income, it needs to be impactful. Yeah. And uh, one of the greatest guys that I've seen do that was my brother-in-law. Mm. You know, belief in uh, belief in fatherhood on the YouTube channel. I think probably the strongest father um, platform out there. Yvette, my sister, my sibling was making more money than him. They just had Theo and his entire check was going towards daycare. Mm -hmm. So they was like, well, wait, why are you going to work? Just pay for daycare when you should just stay home and watch him. It makes sense. And now the black father is inside of the black son's life mm -hmm. when normally within our culture, it's normally the mother raising the children. Mm -hmm. In this scenario, it was the father. And it threw me because at first I hated it. I thought it was the dumbest thing that a man can do is mm -hmm. quit his job while the wife goes and work and he's staying at home. But it was the brilliant thing that I think he could have done because he went home and he captured the journey of being a stay-at-home black husband father. And look at him 10 years later. He is the strongest. He was just on Oprah two weeks ago, mm. you know? And it's like now when you've been acknowledged from Oprah, from Apple, from all these different platforms, he turned his journey, his experience, his failures, his pain, his questions into a product. Yeah. And, and to me, entrepreneurship is not just about money. No. I think entrepreneurship, which is what I love about you, love about me, I love about what my boy Jamar Miller and I are doing, what he's doing with his amazing story with his wife and Dave Ramsey is doing from going bankrupt to now helping people get out of debt. It's 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 not just, whew, I'm gonna piss some people off when I say this. I love, oh, I love this show. <laughs> it's not, entrepreneurship is not just about how can I make money. Absolutely. But but people lead that, and that's why they don't see success. And I think that's exactly, I was about to say that. That's mm -hmm. exactly why they don't see success. Mm -hmm. It's because entrepreneurship is, entre, entrepreneurship is the reward, is the return for your investment on doing the things that God was, not God was, doing the thing that God created you to do. Yeah. And I think oftentimes we get it confused. Entrepreneurship doesn't mean that you do this by yourself. Absolutely. The entrepreneurship doesn't mean that's the only thing that you do. You may have a job working nine to five and you still have a side business that you're doing what God has called you to do. And that is entrepreneurship. But all of us can be entrepreneurs because entrepreneurship starts mentally first. Yes. So you can have a nine to five and still be an entrepreneur. And it doesn't mean that you, here's the thing. Most times when you start a business, you are the only one wearing all the hats. Yes. But that doesn't mean that's where you stay. Yes. So if you find yourself getting stagnant or you feel like business is slowing after you've had a boom, yeah. chances are your systems and your processes aren't set up correctly. Ooh. So when you start your business, Ooh. don't back up on me. <laughs> Wait, uh, we don't have enough time for that, boo. Okay, okay, real quick, real quick, real quick. We don't have enough time. Please, real quick. Okay, so look, 
you can start the business. I gave you guys the free structure how to do that. Mm -hmm. But in order to scale it, you must find mentorship. You must Absolutely. find a coach. You gave so much credit to all the people who helped you. Mm -hmm. I'm giving credit to you because you've helped me, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so many other mentors that I've had. Mm -hmm. And I'm still on my journey. But start it, you guys. Have your nine to five. Please don't leave it. It gives you your security until you are prepared. Oh, I thought you were until you're prepared. Oh, I'll give you some love. Okay, thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> until you are prepared to financially leave. You know, uh, please just set your systems up correctly. Get to where you can. And once you realize that you've peaked within your own level, then you need to have some mentorship and scale. I talk about this all the time. Mm -hmm. All the time. I'm going to... Um, I'm going to uh, expose my new guy, Walter. Um, I do this to all of our guys, right? Uh, Walter made a mistake mm -hmm. on my audio. Everyone knows I don't, I don't, I like clean audio. Mm -hmm. When he made that mistake, I was frustrated. But then I had to rewind myself and I told the entire team, I said, Ashley, we felt Walter. You know why? Because we didn't give him the system and a strategy to be 100% successful. Mm -hmm. We told him, but we didn't put the system and a strategy on paper. Mm -hmm. So a new guy coming in, we told him what to do, but he can't remember all this stuff at once. Entrepreneurship, if you're going to scale it, like you said, you got to get mentorship, but you also have to have a written down, proven system and strategy to follow. And I think, especially within the black community, Oh, I'm about to piss some people off, Bougie. This is the third time. I don't know I'm about to. <laughs> it's all good. We, oh, I'm about to really piss some people off. Man, I wish my boy Jamal Miller was here, boy. I think in the, oh, I'm about to get some people upset. Lord, forgive <laughs> me for what I'm about to say. We are the most creative and the most anointed group of people in the world, I believe. I agree. We are the most creative. We are the most anointed. We're the most charismatic mm -hmm. people in the world. Why is it that other cultures, other communities outperform us? Is because they are the most, they are the best when it comes to forget shouting people, forget making people run, forget making people laugh and scream. We are going to operate with strategies and systems only. Mm -hmm. How is that a preacher in a black church can hoop, can scream, can get people to give money, but can't grow the church? Because we don't have systems, we don't have strategies. How is it that we can be the best cook, we can be the best hairstylist, but we can't grow the business? Mm -hmm. It's because we don't have systems, we don't have strategies. And I'm not saying this for all people outside of black people. There's some dope white people, there's some dope Hispanic people, there's some dope all people who are gifted, talented, charismatic, and all that. But what I am saying is, I think for us in the entrepreneurship world, the reason why we cannot scale, and I told this to my, to my team, mm -hmm. I'm very big on this. And I told this to everyone on my team, hey, listen, we have to move with systems and strategies. I know I'm not the best communicator. I know I'm not the best podcaster. I know I'm not the best financial, uh, uh, whatever you want to call me out there. But here's how I'm winning and here's how I will outperform the majority of people in my space is because I operate and we operate off of the strategy and off of the system and we stick to that. And then on top of that comes my charisma, comes my creativity. Yeah. But black people, we just go up, well, if I can just make people laugh, if I can just make people, you know, if I can entertain people, I'll win. But you said something earlier. That's really lifestyle. But what works, I'm going to shut up because I'm preaching. Um, but people are drawn more to lifestyle rather than life enhancement. 
Absolutely. And for me, I'm like, hey, listen, we're going to enhance people because those people will rock with us longer. Yeah. If, if I have to entertain you to keep you, you're gone tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Me, I ain't trying to entertain you. I'm trying to enhance your life. And if I enhance your life, you'll rock with me. Yeah. Ah, that's hot. See, that's entrepreneurship. That's my girl, Bougie Banker. Hey, this is her third time on the show. Y'all, yeah. we're going to drop her information. She has some amazing tools out there that she's using. She's teaching people how to invest into stocks. She's teaching people how to become an entrepreneur. Uh, she's a black queen out there doing her thing. Um, and I'm just super excited. I, I like to have her on at least once a year because she's just doing some great things. Mm -hmm. We haven't had her on in 2023. And so um, we're going to drop all her information in, sh in the show notes. And uh, your podcast, you launched a new season? Yes, it launched July 15th. So what exactly are you doing on your podcast? What is this season about? Yeah, so the season is about money, womanhood, okay. and entrepreneurship. Womanhood? Yes. And entrepreneurship? Yes. Is this for, are you specifically diving into the black community? So for any and everyone? Primarily the black community. My audience is primarily black Absolutely. women. And okay. so I really wanted to have some real world conversations about what we can do to get ahead. Like, yeah. you know, looking at the data, we are the most educated. We start the most businesses. Absolutely. But we fall behind. And I get social economic, mm. social systemic mm. things have happened. Mm. But there's something that we're doing on an everyday basis. And mm. if we focus on that, then we can change what this data looks like. Mm. So I really wanted to bring something new to the space. I wanted to talk about that and, and, and really just just bring some honesty and integrity to that space. I think it's time for us to take back our homes, yeah. take back our communities. And I think our communities are dying because men are not stepping up. I think the church is not as impactful because men are not stepping up. Women, it, it's, it's, you see majority women in the church. And I just think um, it's, even, it, I, it's even convicting to me which is why I submit myself to to older, wiser, mature men, mm -hmm. because I know that there is some immaturity in me as a man that I know if I'm going to leave my home well when God blesses me with a wife and children, I got to, I have to grow in that area. Yeah. So, man, we're going to grow up. We're way over the time. Check out the show notes. All her information is in there. We love you all. God bless you. We'll see you on the next show. Peace out. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.